Hey there, guys. Welcome back to a new episode of Thir- Back Thursday. This is the one and only show where we go back, and where we take the time machine, we go back in time, and we review a movie as if we had seen it for the very first time. And joining me for this amazing review, it is the amazing, the spectacular Robert the Ghost Rider Martinez. Robert, how you doing? I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Robert, you are such a Boy Scout. When are you going to give a guy a break? (laughs) 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 Oh, as you guys can tell, we are reviewing the third movie in this great trilogy. But unfortunately, this uh, third movie, unfortunately, doesn't make it a great trilogy because, um, oh, boy. Um, Robert, I'm not ready for this. I'm, I am. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for to talk about this movie because you know I've been so positive for Spider-Man one and two, even though I had some issues with Spider-Man one. You know, I, I I was able to ignore it because it's still a great movie. But now I have to talk about a movie that's just a big, huge step down, and that's that's sad. That's really we're we're at the end of a. And the end, we are entering into a dark period in Spider Man. So, okay, now it is time to talk about 2007's Spider Man 3. Robert, I want to start with you. What are do you have any happy memories revolving around Spider-Man Three, or is there anything that you remember about Spider-Man Three? Actually, I do. Okay. It was back when the movie first came out to theaters, right? Right. Uh, my dad took me and my little brother to go see the movie. My little brother wanted to dress up as Venom, and he wanted me to go as Spider-Man. But I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. All right. So we go to watch the movie. Because I was already dressed. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to go change. We're almost late to the movie. I ain't trying to miss it. Right. Cause, so we go watch the movie. We finish it all the way through. We're both in love with, like, the idea of Venom and Spider-Man and all that. We start walking outside. We're kind of, like, fighting outside, kind of. Mm-hmm. And, like, a group of, like, these Hot like chicks, right? All walk up to my little brother and <laughs> wanted to take a picture with them. <laughs> Your brother had and some I'm game. Kind of, he did. So I'm just kind of there on the sideline watching my brother get like all these photos with like these very attractive chicks, right? My, and then he looks at me. 
He looks at me. And you didn't want to dress up. He, he knew this was hurting me. <laughs> that is the greatest story ever. That has got to yeah, be the so... greatest story ever. Man. I kind of got I don't know. If... Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to be able to top that. Man, I I don't think I have a story that's as interesting as that. I really don't. <laughs> um, I should have let I should have let you go after me, but oh, uh, okay. I'll go for I'll go next, I guess. Um, okay. So Spider Man three. My biggest memory from Spider Man three actually involves the teaser, the first trailer for the movie, because I remember I think it might have been before Monster House, the animated film Monster House. We owned the DVD, and I remember put. I remember watching it on DVD, and the trailer for Spider-Man Three started, and I didn't know what it was at first. I, I literally, legitimately, did not know what it was at first. But that was some random movie that I didn't care about. And then all of a sudden, I see Spider-Man's mask, the black version of the Spider-Man suit, and it's that shot of the trailer where Spider-Man is looking at his own reflection, but it's the red suit. And I remember right. me and my older brother, because we were huge fans of the 90s cartoon, we looked at each other and we went, Venom. They're bringing Venom and Spider-Man. Through. We lost our mind. Because we, we, you know, this was before days of, you know, movie news and the internet. And, uh, well, I mean, obviously the internet was around, but, you know, we, I wasn't, just wasn't following. wasn't as good as now. Yeah, I wasn't following the movie news as a kid, you know, because I, I didn't really care <laughs> but uh, but i was this this was my mo- this was one of my most anticipated movies as a kid i i i wanted this wanted to see this movie opening night i didn't go see it opening night but i do remember i went to see this movie just the week before me and my family went to go see the third pirates of the caribbean movie because it came out i think spider-man 3 came out was was it three weeks before Pirates Three? I believe so. I may remember. I may be remembering this wrong, but all I remember. I think so. Yeah, I, all I remember is seeing Spider Man Three just one week before Pirates of the Caribbean Three, um, and I was excited for both of them, by the way, because Pirates of the Caribbean was everything as a kid. Right. This. I remember walking out and I lost my mind. I thought it was the greatest thing I had ever seen. I'm not even kidding. No, it's embarrassing to say, but I thought this was one of the greatest comic book movies ever made. I loved the story. I loved what they did with Peter Parker. I loved, I loved Venom for the short time he's in the movie. I actually really liked Venom. Um, I, I thought the Harry Osborn stuff was great and, I, I, I just was in love with the movie and I ha- I got it for Christmas one year and I replayed the crap out of that DVD. Um, in fact, when I went to watch the movie, I didn't watch it on Netflix. I watched it on um, on the, I watched that DVD that I that I got for Christmas. And, you know, it just brought back so many happy memories of being able to see this movie in theaters. Um, and uh Let's see. I I believe uh, I know there's something else I'm forgetting. 
Yeah, I don't really remember anything. Oh, I do remember after I got Spider-Man 3 on DVD, I remember re-watching. I remember having a marathon of all three movies back to back to back. And the reason why I remember this is because Spider-Man 3 ended around the same time as the time we were all supposed to go to bed. <laughs> I just remember ending the day on a, at that time, a high note because I still really loved Spider-Man 3. So, um, yeah, not as cool as dressing up as Venom and getting the chicks, but, you know, it, it was, it was a, I have good memories of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I think that's one of the benefits of Spider-Man. Not like, I'm not saying it's like a good movie. It, it's not. It, it's like, yeah. it's watchable. It's nostalgic for kids who grew up with it. Yeah. I feel like there's something good to look back on. Yeah. You know? Like, I can still watch the movie yeah. and tolerate I mean, Because I think it's fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't love the movie, Um but I don't hate it either. I think a lot of people go about hate, really hating this movie. Um, but I don't hate it. There's not I – mean, I mean, I guess we can get into our overall thoughts now. Um, but I'm just going to start by saying this. I don't hate this movie. I really don't. I think, I think it's got a lot of issues, a lot of issues. But overall, I think the movie is fine. It's not great. It's not – good but it, it's fine um and i think i don't think it deserves i think a lot of people say it's as bad as like batman and robin not even close yeah no. that, <laughs> come on come on batman and robin is one of the is the worst comic book movie of all time so there's no way stop with that comparison um and it's definitely not as bad as another spider-man movie that i will be talking about very very soon actually <laughs> um but I, I I think this movie is fine. Uh, so what are your overall thoughts on it? Honestly, I have the kind of same viewpoint. Like, I don't hate the movie at all. Like, in fact, I kind of enjoy it. Like, for, like, some of the stuff that Sam Raimi brought, like, mm-hmm. the idea of um, Parker getting into his own head, you know? He doesn't see the world right. around him. He doesn't see how Mary Jane is affected. Like, instead of Parker being on the back foot, it's now Mary Jane, and now they have mm-hmm. to work through this relationship. And then Salmon's just a beautiful character, you know? It's just all these, they have great ideas with these characters. And, but then I feel like the studio just interfered way too much. And Sam mm-hmm. you know, had very little, or not little to work with, but he had, he had a hard time working with the character he didn't really like, and he didn't like Venom. You know, it's like, right? Yeah, he was forced to do it, and he had him. Yeah, try his best. Yeah, I I think I think that's the same thing. I think I I feel that same way because I feel like I feel like what originally was going to go down with Spider Man Three is that um is that uh Sam Raimi really wanted to do. Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin, or in this case, the New Goblin. But he also wanted Sandman to be like the core main villain. Yeah. Um. And unfortunately, and you know, Avia Rod in all of his brilliance, stupid. But all, but in all of his stupid brilliance, 
decided, well, you know what would be really good is if you brought the fans' favorite favorite character, Ven- Venom. You know, and Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi has gone out in public and said he knows nothing about the character. He doesn't have a huge knowledge of the character. Doesn't even has never really been a fan of the of Venom, and that's why he didn't want to didn't want him in the movie. Um, but I feel like he was kind of obligated to because the studio, you know, they're your boss and they're the ones who are putting up the money to make this movie in the first place. So they, you know, got to do what the boss tells you to do. And it's, it's kind of sad because I feel like that kind of ruined Sam Raimi's creativity a little bit. It kind of got him handcuffed because my biggest issue with this movie is that there are too many subplots. Yeah. Is that, you have the Harry Osborne stuff and the memory loss stuff, which I think is stupid, but you also have the Sandman being Uncle Ben's killer subplots. And then you have this random Eddie Brock stuff, which doesn't really, which should be its own movie. That Eddie Brock stuff should really be, it's like a Spider-Man. It should have been a Spider-Man four, you know, it should have been, it's a complete, because once you cut to Eddie Brock, I feel like the movie is a, is a different movie. It becomes a completely different movie than the one that I, that we're watching, yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah. Um, but thanks, Avia Rod and all your brilliance. Hey. Let's keep in mind, this is the same guy who wanted to make it. This is the same guy who wanted to make an Aunt May spinoff movie. I do know what he wants. So, uh, <laughs> oh boy. Ugh. Okay, so let's talk about – let's start with the positives, Robert. Let's start with what, – what are some of the key – I know you touched on Sandman, but do you want to go a little bit further into some of your positives of the movie before we talk about some of the things we don't like? Uh, well, <laughs> I really did like the symbiote, um, how it affected Peter, even though I did not like me. Okay, uh-huh. going back to the dancing scene, I kind of find it hilarious now, and I'm glad – it's in it because now <laughs> I, we can use it for anything we want and it's just it's perfect right. perfectly cheesy and you would think I like to see how a dork would think what being cool looks like uh huh and so he's just kind of acting like a dick <laughs> yes exactly uh, so I do enjoy that I do enjoy a lot of the aspects of the movie and what Sam Raimi worked with and it you know honestly it did work well um, I love I feel like Mary Jane was a lot better in this movie than the previous two movies because I felt like she had more of a character in this one right yeah until they kind of like blew it off again at the end but you know we don't talk about that right now yeah um, right um go ahead. Uh I'm just trying to think what else. Um yeah, honestly, I I still enjoy the movie. Like I give it a like I can give it a rewatch anytime. You know, and still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so some of my positives. Um first of all, once again, the music, uh it's not Danny Elfman this time. It's actually I think it I, I can't remember who the name of the new I think it's Christopher. It's Christopher something. I I can't remember the last name, but uh, it's a new guy doing the score. And I actually do like the theme. I like the theme for Sandman. You know the ba ba 
That is awesome. That's an awesome theme. Um, uh, speaking of Sandman, I love the way Thomas Hayden Church plays him. I think he's incredible in the movie. And I honestly think he's one of, he's personally for me, one of the, one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. Cause I, I think they do enough to give him a motivation that makes sense and that you kind of feel sympathy for, you know, cause one of my favorite things about Doc Ock is that you felt bad for him and you felt, you know, sympathy for this guy who all he wanted was, you know, to achieve his, his dream. And then, you know, it turns into this big monster as a result of it with Sandman. It's more of, he's in a life of crime to save the one thing he loves the most, which is his yeah. daughter. Um, and I love the stuff with his daughter. I think it's incredible. And um, although it is kind of odd, why does she carry a locket with a picture of herself? <laughs> That's a little odd to me. <laughs> um, unless she put it together before he had to leave. Um, maybe that's the case. But regardless, I love what they do with Sam. And I even like his transformation. Um, even though there's a sci- that scientist is dumb, he's like, oh, that's probably a bird. He'll fly away when it comes up. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys out there who are listening to this, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but. If you guys go to how it should have ended, watch how Spider-Man Three should have ended. That moment is the funniest part of that, the video. I've actually the reason because, why you know, I watched how it should have ended was because of the Spider-Man Three. Yeah, um, because it's this great moment where he goes, "Yeah, it's probably just a bird." Here's a bright idea. Why don't you go make sure it's a bird before you mutate the crap <laughs> out of someone just because you were too late to safely run this experimentation? And what were they even doing? <laughs> like, I kind of forgot. I have no idea. Radioactive sand? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> um, how is sand radioactive? Um, but regardless, I love the transformation. And I love the part where Sandman wakes up for the first time. Uh, it's such a beautiful moment. And the score, just it's amazing. Um, Stanley's cameo. This is one of my all-time favorite Stanley cameos. You know, I believe some people can make a difference. Nuff said. Um, too bad that that moment is, um, used to make people cry now when they think about Stanley, but, um, but you know, it's still a really great cameo. Um, <laughs> Bruce Campbell's cameo is also really great. Yes. Um, and the subway fight, uh, going back to Stan, I, I feel like a lot of the Sandman stuff is great actually. Um, but speaking of Sandman, the fight with him and the black suited Spider-Man is awesome. I love that line. What does it matter to you anyway? Everything. And then this fight just starts. And it's such a cool fight that ends with Sandman turning into mud, which is and, – and for the most part, I will say, the most part, the visual effects are better than the first two. Um, there's a lot of green screen that's really bad. But for the most part, I would say the visual effects are, uh, are better this time around. Um, and then – the fight between Peter and Harry uh, when Peter goes to Harry's house and they have that big, huge fight. Um, I've always loved look at little goblin junior. You're going to cry. <laughs> um, another great little funny line. Um, and then them teaming up at the end against Sam and venom. It was kind of like a little hint at what the Avengers could be like. You know? yeah. It was like this really 
quick, you know, oh yeah, oh that's that was I you know, that makes me want to see an Avengers movie. Um now we know we've already had an Avengers movie, so now that moment kind of gets pushed under the rug Who a little bit. Five years later um, we'll get an Avengers movie. Yeah, it's crazy. You know what's um, also crazy? Which actually but, uh, What's that? like literally right after Spider Man 3, uh, a year later, Iron Man came out. I find that, so yeah, that's weird. what I was gonna mention. It's it's funny, it's it's funny how the year Spider Man 3 came out, they put which is why I thought Tobey Maguire's Spider Man was gonna be in the Avengers, all right, just because of how, yeah, so, um. And then the last thing I'll mention is I, I love the way I love Harry's death. I think it's a very beautiful moment. Um, you know, the, the line of him saying, you're my friend. And then Peter saying best friend, it's such a great moment. And then he dies. And I was like, man, that hurts. And as a kid, I remember as a kid being like, what? He dies. Come on, man. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, now, Let's get into the negatives because there are a lot of negatives. We mentioned a lot of positives, but now let's talk about the negatives. (laughs) Um, Robert, what are some of your negatives? (laughs) Uh, Well, I feel like the obvious one is Eddie Brock's. uh, Well, just Eddie Brock in general. I felt like he was pretty weak Mm -hmm. from motives to um, right to the even final like battle, which is kind of weird. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't like how Sandman yeah. and Venom teamed up. That was kind of weird for me too. Never wound what you can't kill. <laughs> uh, or, um, I like being bad. It makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, 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 go uh, on. <laughs> geez, dude. Um. I don't like how <laughs> Peter and MJ break up because of Harry. I thought that was uh-huh. really kind of dumb. Instead, you know, them just making the choice themselves because they're, face it, they're right. a terrible couple. Yeah, yeah, they they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I bought, honestly, I'm not going to lie, I bought Harry and MJ more than I bought Peter and MJ. Honestly. So. Just... Uh, so I didn't really like that. I don't like. Um, I wish Harry got more of his. Uh, I want to say like more redemption, I guess. Because uh-huh. he kind of like had a knees or the, you know. Couldn't remember things. Yeah, and that. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm. I'm I just want to bring this up. Harry gets redeemed in five seconds over his butler telling him the truth after waiting five years to do so? (laughs) What? Yeah. So, wait. So, wait. You knew that all this time, and you waited until the last possible second. This dude literally got memory loss, injected himself with some steroids, (laughs) with some goblin steroids, (laughs) and took a grenade to the face, and now he's deformed until he dies at the end. And you decided to let all this happen before you finally told him what happened to, <laughs> to his dad. 
That's such a dumb yeah. thing. Anyway. anyway. Anything else, Robert? Uh, <laughs> I think the movie was a little too long. You know? Hmm. I think it like clocked in like two hours. Yeah, hours. yeah. Uh yeah. Um okay, so let me let me let me just start here. Um number one, I hate Harry's new goblin outfit. I think it looks oh, completely stupid. I don't here? it looks like Yes, exactly. It looks stupid. I honestly I wish because we had gotten that silver version of the Green Goblin's mask. I wish we had gotten that suit. You know, have him wear that suit, but whatever. Um, obviously, I've already mentioned the scientist saying it's probably just a bird. Um, <laughs> and the whole subplot of Harry's memory loss, to me, just seems dumb. And it seems like they they were trying to, so hard to set up Venom that they pushed Harry off to the side as, like, a third party villain, yeah. you know, when really he should have, been, in all reality, he should have been the main villain because they, that's what the entire trilogy had been setting up um, to begin with. Um, Gwen Stacy is unnecessary. She's just there for another love triangle. Um, Topher Grace is the wrong choice for Eddie Brock. He's just the wrong. I I see him more as like, honestly, I see him more as a as a Peter Parker. He's so awkward. He's not. He's too awkward to be Eddie Brock. Is yeah. my big Eddie thing. Brock's supposed to be like this, you know, kind of big dude. This this tough guy. He's supposed to be this big, huge, he's tough guy. To you know, and Topher, yeah, Topher Grace is not like that at all. Um. Um, and I know, although I did say some things about Sandman, the Uncle Ben, the Sandman being Uncle Ben's killer is just another subplot that I think is kind of not unnecessary. It's just comes out of nowhere almost, you know, it just comes, it just comes at such a weird time as if we didn't have enough subplots in the movie, they go ahead and inject this next one with. Uncle Ben's true killer being Honestly, Sandman. I, I mean, I like the um, idea, but again, because it really think, helps the ending, like the right, uh, yeah. scene of, like I forgive you, hit harder. I just right. wish it wasn't like right. There's just so much stuff going on. It's kind of like a hodgepodge. Yeah, but yeah, and that's what I was gonna say. I think that that may be of a result studio of of studio interference you know now i know what people are going to say but kevin feige interferes with his directors yeah but it is for the betterment of the story sony did it as a result of we just want more money so just cram as much stuff as you can you know kevin feige's big thing when it comes to studio interference is for the betterment of the story of where they want to go you know Sony was Sony at the time. Sony, and now I don't Probably. know if they're like this now, based on what we. But for the most part, Sony now is no longer like, 
oh, we just care about the money. They're they're more following in Marvel's footsteps where it's for the betterment of where they want to go, you know. Um, so um, so yeah. Uh, uh, again, the Venom stuff is completely rushed. Um, there's not enough time dedicated to it, and um, honestly, it's sh- like I said, it should have been in its own movie. If you were going to do Venom, you should have done a Spider-Man for that. Venom was the main central villain because honestly, that Venom stuff spans within so many s- storylines. Like, like if you watch the '90s cartoon, they set up Eddie Brock being the bad guy in the very first episode of that '90s cartoon. You know, and even in the spectacular Spider-Man series, from the very first episode, they set him up as being a bad guy. You know, and I feel like they needed to do its own movie of making us care about Eddie Brock before he becomes that villain. Um, I I know I although I love the song The Twist I hate that stupid scene with MJ and Harry where they're cooking eggs and they're just dancing to that to that song I love the song but I just hate that scene it's I I think it's stupid um, yes I do hate the fact that MJ breaks up with Peter um, be, by as a result of Harry scaring scaring her it's it it just wasn't handled the right way. <laughs> um, uh, emo Peter montage, him dancing in the streets, um, is so stupid. But I love the fact that it inspired Spider Verse to make it a, one of the funniest jokes of the entire movie. Which is, and uh, I did this. We don't really talk about that. Exactly. <laughs> um, uh, the jazz club scene is stupid. I feel like the jazz um, clean is stupid. Or <laughs> Peter gets in the fight and slaps MJ. I feel like that scene is like one of the most powerful uh-huh. scenes of the movie. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I got to talk about the uh, the news reporters who are reporting like it's a sports event. Spider-Man has come huh. back to save the day. Yay! <laughs> that is so stupid. And and once again, the people of New York are idiots. Um, just like in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, which we'll talk about soon. Um, now, it's not nearly as bad as The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but it is bad enough where they're just like, Spidey, Spidey. I mean, there's a giant sand monster throwing stuff at people. Don't yell, Spidey. Run for your life. <laughs> Um, um, I've already mentioned the whole butler telling Harry the truth. Stupid. I need to say this. Venom is one of the most, one of the most popular Spider-Man villains ever. Okay. You want to know how much time it is from the time Eddie Brock becomes Venom to the point where Venom is taken down? Six minutes and 39 seconds. Jeez. That's just in total. That's the amount of screen time that Venom gets. Now, uh, now, fortu- now, unfortunately, when we talk about The Amazing Spider-Man 2, there's another villain that gets shoehorned at the last possible minute. But, Ve- but here's the thing. Venom has more screen time than that villain did. So, just saying. <laughs> um, 
But that's really all my negatives. Now, now guys, here's what we're going to do. Before we talk about – before we give you our score out of 10, what we're going to do is me and Robert are going to rewrite Spider-Man 3. We're going to go back and – we're going to go into – we're going to go into an alternate dimension. We're going to take the collider, go to an alternate dimension where Sony has not made Spider-Man 3 yet, and we're going to pitch our version of Spider-Man 3. Robert, are you ready for this? Okay. Give me your pitch okay. for Spider-Man 3. You ready? All right. Go so ahead. I'm going to kind of relatively keep it the same. Except kind of switch for roles a bit. Where Harry's going to be kind of the main villain of the story. Okay. Sandman's the secondary antagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, with the or- overarching story that he, you know, did kill Uncle Ben. And I kind of want to save Eddie for okay. later. Like, Venom isn't in the movie, but okay. the suit is, you know? Uh-huh. Um. So, yeah, just relatively stays the same. Uh, there's no amnesia, you know. Harry and um, Peter are always going at it. Um, trying to Harry's always trying to kill Peter, you know. Right. Uh, MJ doesn't right. know about any of it because Peter doesn't want to tell MJ about that, and it already kind of shows their relationships kind of not that great. Um. Yeah. It just. Right. And uh, for Venom, I kind of want to cast someone else, but I can't really think of anyone at the moment during that time. Mm-hmm. But just imagine more of a bigger guy. Right. Yeah. And yeah, that would be kind of the end. The, uh... Okay. So. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Um, All right. So my rewrite is drastically different from how the original Spider-Man 3 is. So in my version, there's no Gwen Stacy, there's no Eddie Brock, there's no Sandman. The main villain of the story is Harry. Um, It is one central villain, and it is the arcing story that's been set up from the past two movies coming to uh, an end in Spider-Man 3. So... um, so I kind of picture the movie kind of uh, starting with um, this moment between um, Harry and Peter. Um, and throughout the movie, Harry is playing these mind games. As the, and in fact, he's not the new goblin. I'm taking a page from the comics, and I'm actually going to make him the hobgoblin, actually. Because, um, uh, first of all, we've never seen the hobgoblin in the movie, which is kind of weird to me. Um, but, uh, but I would love to, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm injecting that element into the movie where he's actually the hobgoblin. Um, and throughout the movie, it's just this cat and mouse game between the, between Spider-Man and Harry. And, you know, Peter is trying to find out who the hobgoblin is because he doesn't piece it together actually. Um, you know, he, cause I just kind of want to. I want him to try focus on uh, his relationship with Mary Jane because him and right. him and Harry's relationship is broken. Like they're not speaking. They're on no speaking terms. Um, after Harry finding out that he's Spider-Man, 
Harry hasn't contacted Peter in, in months, you know? Um, and MJ and Peter do end up breaking up, but it's not as a result of Harry. It's just as a result of Peter being selfish and putting his, his Spider-Man stuff over the relationship and over everything else um, to where we, we kind of do make Peter a bit of a jerk. Um, Cause I think that's where you need to go after two movies of seeing him, you know, kind of, you know, moping over everything going wrong in his life. Now he's causing those things that went, that go wrong in his life. Now it's his fault, you know? Um, and I kind of wanted to explore that aspect. Um, and I like the fact that Sam Raimi did kind of explore that with the movie we actually got. Um, but uh, basically the ending of the movie is basically this, I picture it very much like um, the scene at the end of the dark night where two face brings in Gordon, uh, Jim Gordon's family into the, uh, the warehouse yeah. that Rachel died in um, and threatens to kill Gordon's kid uh, son. Um, I kind of picture a scene with where Harry goes to that same warehouse that Norman died in, which how would he know is because throughout the movie, Harry has Norman in his head telling him basically how to, how to, you know, be, how to beat Peter. Um, and so we get the attack his heart line and Harry ends up putting both MJ, holding both MJ and Aunt May hostage in that warehouse. And it leads to this big, huge fight um, that eventually leads to Peter almost beating his friend to near death. <laughs> like this, this is a very dark ending that I'm going for here. Okay. Um, and then, you know, through certain, you know, we find a way to have Harry kind of, you know, kill himself by his own hand. Um, and then, uh, the movie ends with, uh, you know, Harry is dead. Aunt May, um, oh, right. dies <laughs> and really all there's left is MJ and Peter and are they, and we kind of leave the movie on a cliffhanger. Will they fit? Will, will their relationship get fixed or not? I kind of wanted that to leave up, up, uh, leave the open for that. Uh, for that storyline. So, um, so yeah, that is my rewrite of Spider-Man three. It's a very different Spider-Man three, but I feel like it would have been easily a lot better than what we eventually got. Wow. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, guys, that's that's our rewrites. Yeah, <laughs> you're the, you're speechless over that, aren't the, you? The, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about our overall thoughts and give it a score out of ten. Robert, what are your overall thoughts on Spider-Man Three? And now I don't give hate the movie. I recognize its issues, but I'll watch the Holy Trilogy. Mm all the time. Six out of ten. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I don't hate this movie. Um, do I love it? No, not really. Is it a dis- Is it a big step down from how great Spider-Man one and two are? Absolutely, it very much is. However, I don't think it's that bad. Um, yes, the Venom stuff is rushed. The Sandman stuff is is great, but unfortunately, isn't there's not enough time given to it because they want to make Venom. They wanted to put Venom in the movie, and I feel like they missed a big opportunity to conclude that arc with Harry and Peter um, in a more satisfying way. Um, and uh, and yeah, those are pretty much my overall thoughts. And I would give Spider-Man 3 uh, a 5 out of 10. Hmm. So that is my score out of, out of 10. So all right, guys, that is it. We have done it, Robert. We have gone through the Sam Raimi trilogy. Now, like I said, we're entering into a dark phase in Spider-Man because the next movie um, is where we get to the Andrew Garfield movies. And we are going to be talking next week. We're going to be talking about Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So now... Uh, let me see. Is there anything else I want to talk about? Mm, nope. Nope. Uh, other than we're going to be talking about the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, which Amazing Spider-Man 2, um, yeah, we're not, we're, I'm not, I'm definitely not excited to talk about that, but I'm going to talk about it because it counts as my series of reviews of the Spider-Man movies. Uh, but we are, we're, we're definitely going to try and get through this dark age. So, uh, do you think they chose the director of Mark Webb because his web is his last name? <laughs> um, I feel like that like the main no, the main mm, no, I don't think so. I think it is. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I really do think the. I, I think. I just think. Uh, they looked at the movie 500 Days of Summer and realized, no, oh, no, that no, guy is perfect for a Spider-Man movie. Um, which I'm glad. It makes sense. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, well, well, we will definitely talk about the true reason when we talk about The Amazing Spider-Man. But anyway, guys, I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us for the first three uh, Spider-Man movies. Because I have enjoyed talking about... If you haven't gone back, make sure you guys go back and listen to Spider-Man 1 and 2. Because we're going to be talking about the Amazing Spider-Man movies. And, uh, yeah. And we, you want you might, you want to get caught up. If if you haven't already, you want to get caught up on, on the reviews for the Spider-Man movies. But that will do it for this episode. Robert, thank you for joining me once again. You're welcome. And... Uh, Yep. And uh, I will talk to you guys later. Yes, sir. Peace out.